0: Radio you can touch. I
2: am gasped. I'm so excited. This
1: is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz.
3: As a high Bob Lutz, higher than a kite, my answer would be, no man, I can't do it. Hey, man, I'm high. Oh, shocking monsters. Jeff Lutz.
1: Please, someone, at Bob Lutz, tell him how misguided he is. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. It's an excursion into the odd and into the
0: very, very different. Stand by for
3: action. Good afternoon, everyone. It is a Friday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show. Lots of snow on the ground. Streets hazardous. Are they hazardous? Not really. Not really, I'm told, by... Someone who now believes to be even more of an expert. What are you talking about? I just drove. How was? How were the streets? Fine. Jeff Lutz uh, with you, ladies and gentlemen. It's his sunny disposition. What is your deal today? I have no deal. I just oh, like please. things to be taken care of. And you know what that means. I don't care, though. Well, I know you don't, but it affects me. No, it if doesn't. If it didn't affect me, I wouldn't care. Mm. So... Jeff's responsibilities on on this show are to be somewhat engaging, occasionally entertaining, and to always set up our five questions segment on Fridays. And uh, he's failed to do that today. (laughs) You feel better about yourself? I do. Okay, good. 869-1240 is the KFH hotline. We welcome uh, your participation. Boy, you're glaring at me today. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm tired. I worked nine hours. I worked pretty
1: much start to finish. Winter weather took uh, over today, and uh, I, w- I was under the
3: impression that you had five questions handled. Well, that's not that's never the case. Then don't uh, say it at the end of the show. I didn't say it at the end of the show, but we'll get into all that a little bit more later. Never. Uh, what we do have on the show today is Cliff Levingston, former Shocker great. Uh will join us at 225 at uh, 245 Heights basketball coach Joe Auer. City League playing tonight. They had school today here in the Wichita public schools, Uh, much to the chagrin of parents all over our city, I'm sure, Uh, but they went ahead with it anyway. And then at uh, 325 today, Joanna Chadwick from Vibe magazine will talk some high school basketball it's disappointing because this is a return to high school basketball uh, after a long hiatus due to the holidays. And uh, we don't have many games, unfortunately. Not a lot. They are playing in the City League tonight. That's, a, that's about it. And then some of the games will, that were postponed today will be made up uh, tomorrow, including Hutchinson and May South. In one of the best games in our area. we so got Arc City Valley Center tonight, if you're interested. How does Valley Center hold? Well, there's no way Arc City can come all the way to Valley Center. on The game's roads. on. I don't believe that. Okay. I absolutely just don't believe it. You don't have to believe that's a, it. That's a 70-mile trip.
1: They didn't call Bob Lutz up and say, hey, do you believe this?
3: Uh, if, and, if and if you don't, we're case, not going. That's irresponsible. How do you like that?
1: I don't know. I don't know what the weather's like in Arc City. I'm sure it's pretty bad, but I don't know that they did. I think they had school today. So
3: Are you sure they had school not today? Not
1: sure, but I'm pretty sure. I didn't hear about them
3: canceling. Well, I don't know why you'd ask a team to get on a bus and travel. What is it from Arc City to Valley Center? 70, 60? Something like Yeah, at uh, least. It's, it's in that range. And uh, ask them to make that trip. And there's no interest. I guess you can go get on the turnpike. If you are city, but you got to travel uh, highway 160 to get over to the turnpike, right? And I don't think there's an entrance at 160. So you'd have to come up to the Wellington entrance, right? And that's a 20 mile jaunt on not great roads. I, I, I don't get it. Well, they're playing it
1: as of uh, now, I guess. I don't know uh, if that will change or
3: not. Well, it's not going to change if they if they say they're playing it because uh, Val- Arc City's got to leave in about five minutes.
1: No, well, that's all I'm just saying is the r- most recent status update. Well, I
3: don't believe it. No, I, you don't, again, you don't I, have you to believe ma- it. Do you know that firsthand? Yes. Have you talked with people in Arc City and Valley Center? I've talked with people in Valley Center. You have? Yes. The message is... Basketball games
1: will be played tonight as scheduled, beginning at 4.15 p.m.
3: So you're telling me that in two hours they are going to be an Arc City team on the basketball court at Valley Center uh, Apparently, that will have, uh, that will have uh, come through this snow to get there?
1: I guess. Again, the roads aren't that bad. Which city of Wichita did a nice job clearing them, and uh, they should be commended for that because it's not always like that.
3: Well, I'll commend who I want, but I, what I will I'll also uh, I'll also uh, criticize who I want. Who are you gonna criticize? Valley Center. We shouldn't be playing that game. You shouldn't ask Ark City. We've got games I in our think... area that are postponed tonight that are what Andover and uh, Goddard. I mean, that's a twenty minute drive. Is it I mean, Andover Goddard? I don't know who it is, but there's a lot of games that aren't being played
1: tonight, right. But, and some of them, or at least one that I know of, uh, was canceled by the visiting team. They said, we're not coming.
3: Good for them. And Who was I'm it? Mays. And I'm sure. Where was Mays supposed to Andover go? Central. Well, Mays South said the same thing. And Hutch uh, isn't coming to Mays South tonight. Do it tomorrow. We'll all be happy. Everybody will be but good. But I'm sure
1: Arc City had the opportunity to back out for today's game if they wanted
3: to. If you're listening in the great city of Kansas City, give us a call at 869-1240. I'd like to know what's going on. Why would, Or in the fantastic city of Valley Center. You know, Do you think just random people would know what's going yes. on? Yes. If somebody knows, if there's somebody who can explain to me how Mays can call Andover Central and say, no, not today, folks. And Ark City, which is, well, how far is it from Mays to Andover Central? 20 minutes, 25, I 30 don't know. minutes? Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, it's more than an hour from Ark City to Valley Center. Well, Mays didn't have school.
1: And Valley Center didn't have school, but they're still playing. Well, if they didn't have this makes no sense. So I'm just giving you the information. Can you just
3: go ahead and agree with me?
1: Mm, I can, but uh I'm just I'm just presenting the facts. I'm not editorializing necessarily about Since when did
3: you not editorialize? Not on this decision. Why? Why I don't is know
1: that? Well I know. Oh, you think because my wife works in Valley Absolutely. Center? Absolutely. That I'm not gonna throw Absolutely, Valley Center under the that. bus?
3: And I'm not throwing them under the bus. I'd just like an explanation. I don't I don't have one. Maybe we can call their superintendent. No, I'm not calling their superintendent. Uh, I just, I just, whatever. Whatever works. Too bad it didn't snow last night and the Shockers could have called Denton and uh, told North Texas that that game was not on because it was on and the Shockers got thumped by a team that had been 7-5. and five. Obviously a good team. If you watched the game, you saw that North Texas had some good talent. But... One of those players was injured early on with a hamstring and didn't return, and another one was er injured in the second half and had to leave the game. And despite all that, North Texas came into Wichita in their very first American Athletic Conference game and uh, defeated Wichita State uh, without much mystery in the game. No, even I watched the first half, and then I had
1: to get, uh, get some sleep Uh, but even when it seemed like Wichita State was starting to rally, they were still like down nine. They never really cut into the deficit with any real uh, authority and really any kind of convincing way that you thought they would complete the comeback, which is unfortunate. I didn't want to see the Shockers play uh, poorly uh, in that game, but they did. Well, I picked them. So did I.
3: I picked them for eight, and uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, that's a big letdown. I I did not see what transpired. I did not see that happening. Wichita State looked disinterested defensively for the first 10 minutes of the first half and then notched it up and got back into the game. They started playing defense. You can't come and go on this stuff. You can't play defense and then not play defense. Uh, that's not how this game worked. you feel like they were playing defense, or North Texas was just missing shots. No, I feel like sh- the Shockers ramped up their defense. Uh, their defense was horrible early in the game. Well, it feels like North Texas had twenty six points uh, before the ten minute mark, and then yeah, they went a into bunch a of real these. drought. Uh, and then the second half, the Shockers fell behind again. They they lost. I, I don't know. They, their offense looks extremely sporadic Uh, their defense comes and goes they've been a good rebounding team I don't think they have found the right combination I'm not convinced they have a point guard who can direct this team in the right direction Uh, I'm not sure I haven't seen enough of Bijan Cortez but what I have seen has not been impressive well he kind of came
1: he's kind of as as advertised we heard a lot coming into this year about how he takes too many unnecessary chances, uh, plays, I don't know if out of control is the right word, but just, you know, a little beyond his capabilities uh, and has made a lot of mistakes. But maybe that's something you can fix in a young player
3: who's getting real I almost like them with the the seven-man rotation better. I hear you. I think they've uh, watered it down. And I'm not trying to pick on Bijan Cortez or Ronnie DeGray not that's not my intention at all but i liked uh, i like what i saw before the nine man rotation much better and isaac abedi's not did he even get on the floor last night yeah uh how many minutes i don't know but i saw he missed a three that i saw at least um i don't know i i don't know i'm now at a point where i don't know what to think about wichita state basketball i am not at a point where i'm going to Hit the panic button about Paul Mills.
1: Well, I'm not going to hit the panic I'll tell you button that right now. about Paul Mills, but I think Paul Mills is just as maybe confused. That's not again. That's that's probably not the right word, but just maybe as searching for an identity uh, for uh, Wichita State basketball. As, as the rest of the uh, observers are, fans are, because uh, yesterday he was talking about we have to be a defense and rebounding team, and I don't know that that's what he necessarily envisioned, even in year one. But well, you
3: gotta be, you got to be that right now because they don't have the offense. Uh, they go to Temple in Philadelphia on Sunday. Temple hasn't been very good. Uh, they have Memphis a week from Sunday, and f- then they go to Florida Atlantic, so they better figure out how to beat Temple because they're probably not going to win either of those games. No, and they could get ugly. And then they have South Florida, and I'm—I don't know—I we we've, we've gotten uh, kind of accustomed to South Florida being pretty bad, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know what they are this year, uh, but you know, this conference doesn't have Houston, doesn't have Cincinnati, doesn't have Central Florida. But it's got enough teams that can beat you that if you're not playing well, and the Shockers certainly are not playing well now, for the last uh, three weeks, uh, they got to figure out something, something to ignite this team, because last night Colby Rogers looked great for a while, and then it's pretty easy to, if you're the opposing coach, to say we got to get, we got to get on him, because I'm not sure they have anyone else who can do a whole lot of damage. Well, you're right about that.
1: And Colby Rogers is kind of their only real offensive threat from game to game. Not to say that Kenny Poto or Xavier I Bell. Get back to I'm, me on. I Kenny know Poto. I'm saying I know right now, but I'm saying uh, he could have a game here and there where he is really good
3: offensively. But I've been, I've been willing to give Kenny Poto the benefit of the doubt. Uh, there's been some times this year where he was pretty good. Last year he had. Last night, he had four points and three rebounds in 19 minutes.
1: Oh, he's been, he has not been
3: good at all lately. And uh, Harlan Beverly, mm, man, this isn't the right day to talk to me about shocker basketball if you're wanting uh, sunshine. Because Harlan Beverly had a drive to the basket last night in the second half, and he had beaten his defender, right? His defender's on his hip. And Harlan Beverly had a wide open right handed layup. I don't know if you didn't see this. No. Uh but he went to his left hand and got a swatted away. And right there I would have called timeout. I I don't know, man. That's that weird. Play right? Irritated me. I, I it's weird. I mean, I, I
1: assume the shockers, once you know, you get your quote unquote players in, and these are Paul Mills players too, but part of it was he just had to get players and and brought some guys in that maybe aren't necessarily uh great together we've seen them be pretty good together at times especially with that seven man rotation he, these guys have power five experience and we're recruited and played for those schools so I get it
3: we're give him credit nine points 11 rebounds uh three steals and 30 minutes kid kid wants to play he's their second best player the kid uh gets after it and uh let let you know i'm I'm going to give him a lot of credit. Xavier Bell after a promising start, no points, 27 minutes. Uh I don't know. Quincy Ballard 11 points, two blocks, seven rebounds, 23 minutes. I mean Quincy Ballard, Ridgenal, Rogers. I got to give I got to give uh Xavier Bell enough credit. I'm gonna, I'm going to count I'm going to discount last night although he hasn't been nearly as good. And then who's that fifth guy? I don't know. I don't know necessarily who even the fourth guy is or the third. I don't either.
1: It's a, it's a little bit of a quandary. I mean, like, you'd like it to be the two guys that just uh, joined the the team and the rotation. But
3: have they shown that? No, they have not. Ronnie DeGray played 17 minutes, had five points, four fouls. Uh Bijan Cortez played 21 minutes, had 9 points, uh did have uh no assists and four turnovers. What do what do you go with that? What did what he you, what, what did he you, shoot? What do, you, what do you do with that? I don't know. He doesn't uh, he doesn't he was 3 for 9. He doesn't give them much. Beverly was 2 for 10. Um against North Texas. And again, this wasn't Ut coming in last night. This wasn't the Longhorns. This wasn't even North gonna, Texas of two years ago. I'm gonna give. Well, I'm gonna give North Texas credit. They played. They played well. Uh, but it, it's hard for me to believe that. Uh, I'm, I I don't know. It's frustrating. I get the it. Crowd was slim again. Now eight o'clock start on a weeknight. It's not a good. Not a good time. But <sighs> but that's giving them too much benefit of the doubt as well because. The crowds have been substandard all season long. Anytime, any day. Um, So we certainly can't make any final judgments, but we can certainly, and I think Shocker Nation is on board with this, we can certainly say that we thought this would be better uh, at this time of the season, especially the way they started the year. They looked okay, right? I mean, was I seeing things? Yeah, they looked good at, uh, at a lot of times. So, But once they started
1: playing more real opponents,
3: well, I they get haven't that, played but,
1: well in any of those games.
3: But they played, you know, I mean, I don't know. Help me out. Well, who was? I'm, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. that They beat Lipscomb. They beat Western Kentucky. They beat Coastal Carolina. They got thumped by Liberty. They beat an average St. Louis team. They beat a decent Richmond team at home. They don't have a resume uh, that that shows you much, unfortunately. No, they don't. And they're eight and six. I'm not. I don't know what they are in Ken Palm. I didn't even look. I don't. I don't want to look. I, I think I'd probably uh, uh, it'd probably make me uh, sad to some degree. Uh, but let's find out. They've got Temple, Memphis, Florida Atlantic, South Florida. Uh, They got some games. I told you, man, you want to talk about an improvement in a team? Tulsa pushed Memphis last night. Pushed them. Did they? Because it seemed like uh, they kind of
1: made a run late and Memphis was ahead. Well, you couldn't be more wrong.
3: I followed that game from
1: start to finish. I thought it was like 12 late or 12 kind of in the second half. Well, you couldn't be more wrong. Wichita State 132 in the Ken Palm. Well, you, you, you couldn't be more wrong.
3: Okay, well, I just... Give Glance. Tulsa some credit. I will. I just glanced at it a couple times. I mean, my goodness. It, I mean, I don't know what to tell you about that. Good for Tulsa losing. Well, not good for Tulsa losing, but, uh, you know, they played well. Yeah, they, they lost 78-75. Right. Tulsa would not have been, been in that game last season. They were down 14 at halftime. So I'm saying, but they rallied back, dude. Give me a break. But that—did they ever even take the lead? No, they got. But they—they they got themselves in that game. Understood. It was anybody's game. <sighs> Jeff, I followed the game. So did I. No, you didn't. Yes, I you did. You went to bed. Their game was over before I went to how, sleep. How in the world can you question me on this? It just seemed like Memphis was ahead every time I looked. They were. Every time you looked, Memphis was ahead. You know why? Because they never trailed. Well, that I don't know. Then, then that that would be anybody's game if you never take a lead. <laughs> uh, you couldn't. You couldn't sound more out of it. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Whatever you think, man, it's all good. Well, again, I I don't know what to tell you. Let's see here. I guess I can uh, go right down the line. It was. Uh, They got to within five with five minutes left. Uh, That's pretty good, right? I guess. And then they got to within five again with three minutes left. They got to within three at the 227 mark. Is that competitive? I guess. You guess? They didn't ever (laughs) take the lead. A three-point lead? Give me a lead. Are you
1: nuts? They tied it. At, with 33 right. seconds to go does that do anything
3: for you? Yeah, That means it's anybody's ball game. That's what I just said Give Tulsa some credit that was an impressive Especially as bad as they were last year. They got this kid Haggerty find out more about him because uh, He is having a whale of a year Well check him out and he had 27 last night in that loss to Memphis All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will get with Cliff Levingston. Good news. Former Shocker great, All-American. His jersey number hangs from the rafters at Coke Arena. He's now coaching, and uh, we'll talk about that with Cliff Levingston next. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. Call from Mom. Answer it
2: This is the Bob and Jeff Show
1: on
3: 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Cliff Levington joins us. Guy I've uh, known since he was just a baby. Not really, but pretty young. Hey, Cliff, how are you?
2: What's going on, Bob? How you doing?
3: Doing well. We uh, do the show with my my son and me, so we're thrilled to have you on. You've been on before. What? Uh, hey. You've been uh, a coaching basketball. is that a beautiful thing? is that a beautiful thing That's when a, you can work with your, with your son? It's a it's a beautiful thing. Most Cliff. beautiful thing we've ever experienced. <laughs> when we're not arguing, it's absolutely beautiful.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's like me and my son. My son coached with me last year, and it was a, it was a joy finally to get him uh, right next to me, learning and and understanding the ins and outs of uh, coaching. So it, it it was it was a fabulous thing.
3: Cliff uh, levinson of course, a two-time NBA champion with the Chicago Bulls. And a former Shocker great. I got to ask you before we talk about your new uh, your new job, coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, how often do you hearken back to those years you spent here in Wichita, Wichita State, playing basketball for for Gene Smithson?
2: I would say at least three times a week. Someone to come up and and talk, start talking about Wichita State and back when I was in college, and they played at Bradley, or they knew someone at Bradley, or. Tulsa or Drake, and it's 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 always common because you know I'm I'm in Chicago all the time, so you know a lot of the Chicago people went to those schools, and I run into them, and it's just and we start reminiscing about the days, and it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, it's it's been like one of those those gifts that keeps giving.
1: So you've coached in the CBA, the USBL, the ABA, uh, the CBA, the. TBL, the Premier Basketball League, and you've coached with the Harlem Globe Trotters. What's what's that life been like? Because obviously you love coaching. You'll coach anywhere, any team. Uh, why, Cliff?
2: Well, I also coached in the Middle East for the uh, Olympic team over there. Also coached in Canada and uh, AAPBL. But so, I mean, I, like I said, I what I enjoy about it more than anything is helping these young guys um, obtain their dreams or see part of their dreams you know a lot of these guys see it but they don't know how to get there and what i do is i teach them how to be a professional and how to go about the business part of playing basketball most of them just play basketball they don't understand it's a business and once you start to understand the business part of it then you when you go to places you can stay you you don't just go back and forth bounce back and forth you go where you're trying to go, and you stay there. So it's it, you know, and the see some of these guys, you know, get to where they're trying to get to, it's it's a pleasure. You know, I've, I've talked to one of my players um, by last week. Uh, was, he was he's an attorney in um, Indiana, and we were talking about how he uh, helped him come from a bench player to being an all star in the CBA, and taking that and 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 making that. Uh, how he approached being an attorney. So it's 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 great when you hear things like that.
3: Cliff Levingston is our guest, former Shocker great. Now, your new gig is coaching in the TBL, the Basketball League, of which Wichita has a team as well, the Sky Kings. You're going to be yep. in Albuquerque coaching that team down there. Tell us how that came about.
2: Well, I've been coaching in the TBL for the last three years in Kokomo, Indiana. I yep. helped them establish themselves and help them put together their team and their organization in Kokomo. And then uh, this past year, an opportunity um, to move on to help another team. Um, And it's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's called the Santa Ana Thunder. And, you know, we we end up in the Central Division. We weren't sure what division we're going to be in, the Western or the Central. And I'm glad I'm in the Central Division because the Central Division – in this in this league has been the strongest division uh, in the entire TBL. Um, the last three champions came out of the central division. So you know, I with me, I want to go and play the best and be amongst the best. So I got, I'm, I'm, I get a chance to come to Wichita, in uh, in Oklahoma, which I coached against them when I was in in the um, USBL, um, and you know the other team is the Potawatomi. Um, I think it's Fire Fire King or something. I mean, they're a strong team, and I've been we've been trying to set up a time where I can play against my team can play against their teams for the last two and a half years. So now it's now I get to, have to put a team together to play against them on a regular.
1: So Cliff, you made your NBA debut on November second, nineteen eighty two, which. Uh, is exactly seven weeks before I was born, so that's that's my whole life. How quickly has that gone for you? Does four, does it seem like those forty one years have flown by, or have you just kind of experienced so much that maybe that that's not the case?
2: Well, you know what, it all flies. Um, you know, um, it's hard to believe that you know in seventy nine when I came to Wichita State, it flew by so fast and. Um, within the last three to five years, I've just been re- um, reflecting on my journey. And I looked back and I was like, man, I've accomplished a lot of things and did a lot of things with this basketball thing. And I didn't realize how much and how, uh, how much of impact and how many things I've been part of history making uh, in basketball, you know, from Wichita State days to Atlanta Hawk days, the Chicago Bulls days. I mean, it's been one history-making thing after another. You know, uh, in Wichita State, we went to the, we, we beat KU to go to the to uh, to the to the Sweet 16, I mean, find Elite 8. You know, that's history-making. Uh, I go to Atlanta Hawks and play against Larry Bird, and when he scored 60, that was history-making. I was the only player to ever to file into a basketball game, history-making. Um, <laughs> I'm with Detroit Pistons. Uh, it was the most points ever scored in the NBA uh, game with the two teams combined. That's history making. I go to Chicago Bulls, win the first championship, back-to-back, part of back-to-back, history making. And, you know, it's just been one thing after another. And and like I said, I've been blessed to be in the right places at the right time and being able to contribute and be part of that.
3: Out of Morse High School in San Diego, California, How, how do you like me remembering that Jeff, wow all these years. well done how about how good is that?
2: You reaching back, Bob you're <laughs> reaching back, baby
3: <laughs> uh, I remember how excited the coaching staff was uh, when they got your commitment to come to Wichita State and to pair you with Antoine Carr and you guys became the bookends and I don't know I'm sure there's been uh, forward combinations that compared to you and Antoine. I don't know if any were better. Uh, that relationship, that bond you, that you developed with Antoine, Antoine Carr, does that still exist today?
2: I just saw Antoine this summer. We were together in Vegas, out of Vegas during the uh, NBA summer leagues and stuff. We got a chance to reminisce and sit down and talk. Um, you know, so it was the bond is is never broken. I mean, we went we went from Wichita State to Detroit to Atlanta Hawks. I mean, what more can you ask for when you have a, a um, a partner in a duel that everyone wants you to be part of their team together, not separate but together. That's that's a that's a great feather in your hat.
3: Describe him as a player, Cliff. I don't know that I've ever asked you that question. Uh, describe Antoine as a college as a college basketball player.
2: Well, Antoine was, was is is one of those guys who, anonymously, he, as soon as he stepped on the court, he demanded, he demanded that respect. It's like, dang, this guy, when he stepped on the court, it's like, ooh, I, I got to bring my game up. He was a competitor. He was a relentless guy when it came to fundamentals. His fundamentals were far better than most bigs I've ever played against. Um, And I learned a lot from him by emulating a lot of things from him. He's a better shooter than anyone ever thought he was. Um, And a good ball handler, you know, and I respected him a lot. I was fearful uh, of him when I first got to Wichita State. I'm going to be honest, because I I was like, wow, this dude, I got to live. I got to play next to this guy. And then I had to fill his shoes with Chief Johnson. I don't know how I'm going to get this done, but. The competitor that I am, I did the same thing. Antoine pushed me and made me a better player, and that's what people don't understand. You have to have teammates that's going to push you to make you be better, and you got to want to be better. And Antoine was that guy. He's that type of guy. If, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna step your game up, he's gonna leave you behind, and that's that's what he was doing. He was separating himself from the pack, and he's a he's 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 that that wolf who understands survival of the fittest, and I'm going to be on top. And he always wanted to be on top. And like I said, he's one of those guys you want to be on his team and ride with him because you know if you ride with him, you're going to be successful.
1: So, Cliff, uh, my dad just gave a little bit of knowledge about your high school. I'm going to ask him a question real quick uh, and Mm -hmm. then get some info from you. What are uh, Cliff's two nicknames that he has listed on basketballreference.com?
3: Good News, Yes. Mm -hmm. and I don't know the other one.
1: The other one is House, and I don't know if anyone maybe knew that, Cliff. So tell us about Good News, and then tell us also about House, how those nicknames came to be.
2: Well, Good News came out of high school. My high school coach uh, gave me that nickname, and I hated it at first uh, (laughs) because I wanted to be known as Big C. Big C, you know, I'm walking around campus Big C. But he named me Good News. And, and the reason why he named me Good News is uh, at that time, Bad News Barnes was playing in San Diego with the Conquistadors. And whenever anyone spoke of me, it was always good. So he said he's going to name me Good News. And when he told me that, I'm like, man, that don't make no sense. Good News. That's stupid. But <laughs> it, it, it was it was basically it is me because I enjoy life. I enjoy people around me to be happy. And people always say that um, whenever they're around me, they just feel enlightened. And I don't know how, but it is. But I, I'm, I'm the type of guy who 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 embrace happiness and a happy-go-lucky guy. So it, it the nickname fit. Um, House, I got that from Isaiah Thomas. Uh, my first year in the league in uh, with Detroit Pistons, uh, I was at the free throw line, and I shot an air ball. <laughs> <laughs> And he started naming me Brick House from that point on. And then he shortened it to Hot House. So that's how I got Hot House. <laughs>
3: that's, that's a great story. So before oh. we let you go, I, I want to ask you a question. It's kind of a fanboy question, but okay. you played with the Bulls. So who have you spoken with most recently? Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, or Michael Jordan?
2: Scotty Pippen. Okay. I talked to Scotty this summer. Matter of fact, I was on the golf course when he called. We we talked for a minute, and we talked. Then we talked later on that day. Um, I, um, then I would say Dennis Rodman, and then uh, Michael Jordan.
3: When's the last time you talked to Michael Jordan?
2: It's been a couple. It's been about three years since I talked to Michael. Um, it's okay. been about a year since I talked to Dennis. I'll see Dennis and Scotty, and maybe Michael. Um, the eleventh of um of January, they they have a big they have a bulls is having a big reunion, so I may get a chance. That's to when they're all going
1: in the thing.
2: Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, the Ring of Honor. So I get a chance to do that. Matter of fact, I may just send you some pictures, Bob.
3: I'd love that. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, get get yeah. them, get them on our show. That'd be even better.
2: <laughs> hey, all I can do is ask them, and they oh, hey, that'd be up to them. <laughs>
3: Hey, Cliff, it's always it's always fun catching up with you all these years later. It's fantastic to uh to to reconnect. We appreciate it and we'll see you in Wichita with your uh right. New Mexico team playing the Wichita Sky Kings.
2: Without a doubt. Matter of fact, I'll send you a I'll send you a copy of our schedule so you know exactly when we're coming in. Absolutely. Thanks, and I, Cliff. I may I may come in. I may come in a day early, so if you want to get together and have a, a dinner or lunch. Let me know.
3: Well, we ought to do that. That would be fun. Thank you very Thank much. You. We appreciate it.
2: All right, fellas. Y'all take care. Thanks. All right,
3: Cliff Levingston, uh, magnanimous individual. Joined by Joe Auer, the head boys basketball coach at Wichita Heights. They are ranked number one in the state as we uh, move beyond the Christmas and New Year holiday heights uh playing at east tonight in the city league joe
0: welcome uh hello bob thank you for having me today
3: you bet so we talked to you uh early in the year before the season actually started and uh, we knew you were going to be good so here we are five games in i believe Uh, what have you liked about your team so far
0: i've been very pleased so far uh one of the best starts. That we've had since since I've been with the program. Uh, in all, really, in all statistical categories, we're playing better than we did a year ago. Uh, defensive scoring average, uh, rebounding, assisted turnover. Uh, we're averaging uh, close to uh, close to eighty points a game. Uh, we're we're shooting the two at at over sixty percent. We're actually shooting the three much better than we did a year ago. So. Uh, not, not unexpected because we, we return. We have four veteran players, four veteran City League players, three guys that have been a part of uh, the past two state championship games and have won a state title. And uh, they just seem to be having a lot of fun playing together, play, you know, coaches, uh, cliche talk, playing for each other. But these guys really do. And, uh, you know, our best player, T.J. Williams – really our only senior that's that's uh, that's playing this year, the rest of our guys are juniors and sophomores. You know, he just epitomizes what we like our program to be about, and, and that is that you spell uh, fun W-I-N, and uh, he, he'll do whatever it takes. He, he doesn't worry about statistics, although he's been a statistical uh, beast in our program. You know, recently, Bob, he became uh, the first player in Heights history uh and you know that's quite a history when you start comparing him to Valentine, Carr, Sherrod, Ellis. Uh, he went over a thousand points, uh, over four hundred rebounds, uh, and over uh, two hundred assists for a career and never been done before. And uh and he's still got twenty games left in his senior season. So uh TJ is our leader and he on and off the court and, and when you're best player doesn't really care how many points he gets he whatever it takes to get the win. We've got four guys uh, at, at double figures scoring average wise and it's just been a lot of fun and uh you know people ask me why do you keep going? Why do you keep doing it? Well every season's a little bit different, every group of kids is a little bit different and this group is just making it fun every day so far. And
3: let's I want to and Jeff has a question but yes I want to sure you know you say that people ask you are you when are you going to go when you are you even 60 yet
0: No but I'm Bob, I'm, I'm only 58 so uh
3: I mean uh, you know, I give, know give give the guy a break people let him coach <laughs> as long as he wants to
0: <laughs> Well so, you know our 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 friend coach Jackie's uh he might coach until he He's days, ancient so. He, uh he's the best in the business but that guy he's he's timeless so uh yeah i'm still having a great time and and uh, having a lot of fun
1: so you talked about your your defensive scoring average going down and you're averaging close to 80 and obviously you know you're just better than most of the teams if not all the teams you play but What's it like trying to balance both of those things—the high offense and the and the really good defense—and when you play a team like Capen or have another challenge, do you think you can uh, do both of those things in the same game? Have uh, score a lot and play good defense?
0: Well, I, I think your focus, uh, and and most coaches would would tell you this, uh, that your offense, successful offense, is a product of great defense. So. Uh, that is always the emphasis every night, and if great defense gives us the opportunity uh, to play in transition and and get buckets uh, that are a product of being really fast and long, uh, then we have a team that can do that. But what we're what we're going to be seeing uh, the more that we progress is teams that only send a couple guys to the glass and make sure that they have you know three guys getting back and make us. Work harder and and make us reverse the ball and, and, and have longer possession. So I, I expect the scoring average uh, to go down. But but so far we've played teams that uh, you know they 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 put it up pretty quickly uh, and it's led to us having high possession games and uh, our shot selection is tremendous. Uh, we have a we have a rule in our program uh, and that is. As long as, you know, as long as a shot is anticipated, take it. I mean, if it's a shot that we see you make, have success with in practice, if it's part of the the flow of our offense, we don't want any anybody in our program to hesitate to take anticipated shots. And we don't ever want to worry about missing shots because anticipated shots are really easy to rebound. So, uh, kind of a long answer to your question, Jeff, but, uh, you know, for us the recipe is is almost always two-thirds defense one-third offense and as the season progresses uh offense becomes much more difficult and and uh uh you're going to win a championship because of your defensive efforts joe our
3: our guests there at east tonight the falcons are playing the blue aces i think they're an improved team i don't know if they're quite ready to put a, a scare into heights at this point, but you've got three consecutive road games here after uh, the break, and then you play Cape and Mount Carmel at home before your tournament. What tournament are you going to?
0: Uh, we'll go out to Dodge City to the Tournament of Champions, which is a real treat for us. Uh, the oldest high school basketball tournament west of the Mississippi River, and uh, we'll go out there. We, we'll play at Cape and on Tuesday the 16th, and then on the 18th, we'll head out to Dodge City for three days. Uh, you know, East very, very, very much improved. They 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 took Capen down to the wire at Capen, lost by five. They've had some bad uh, outcomes at the end of games. They 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 lost to Manhattan on a last-second turnover that led to a run-out layup at the buzzer. They they led West by nine with about a minute 40 to go and lost the game. Uh, so they, they, they're they obviously much improved, very physical, maybe the most physical team in our league, a lot of football guys, and, you know, high school basketball with no shot clock, uh, and this will be the last year for that, by the way. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to win a game, and being physical and patient and strong is definitely what we're going to see tonight out of Coach Witten's East High team.
1: So how much basketball do you watch? I know you're a fan of the University of Iowa.
3: Do you ever watch You're not a fan of that football team anymore, are you?
0: Uh I don't have a choice, Bob. Uh yes. <laughs> uh it it was such a long football season. Uh and it it got even longer having to watch the bowl game. That was probably our worst performance of the season. So, yeah, my my entire family were just miserable when it comes to you know, we're Bears and Hawkeye and White Sox people, and it, it, it's, you know, listening to you Cardinal Indian folks, I mean, it, it, we're miserable uh, in the hour camp right now, and, and hopefully brighter days are ahead. But, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Clark, man. And there you go. I took, I took uh, two of our players back last year for the Iowa-Michigan State game, basketball game, and... It, we left after practice it's about midnight, driving back to Iowa City to we'll stay with my parents and uh, I get a question and it's not you know can we get something to eat it's not you know what are we gonna do tomorrow it's can we meet Caitlin Clark tomorrow uh, I've never had uh, I've never had a uh, a young man on our team be aware of uh, of women's college basketball before so she's she's quite a quite a player and as a hawkeye I'm very she's proud something. Of her. She, she's amazing uh, but Jeff I, do, I, I, I watch a lot of basketball uh, you know living in Wichita I've had I've been blessed to have access to uh, great coaches at Wichita State over the years and I've learned something from each and every one of them I' uh, always uh, uh, a close follower of you know watched the game last night and, and uh, obviously they struggled uh, on both ends of the floor last night but uh, you know with coach Self, any NBA? very little until the end uh yeah it, it, you know i'm just not a the white Sox are about the only uh long season multiple game per week pro sport that i can uh that i can watch i i get into yeah. the nba and the nba products has gotten a lot better i think over the last decade but i'll really get into it uh after the uh, college season ends and really enjoy the postseason. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm going up to KU tomorrow and I have a chance to, uh, you know, sit behind the bench and watch what Coach Self does, and that that's always a treat and always a lot to learn and spent quite a bit of time this year at Wichita State practices. So, uh, yeah, Jeff, uh, uh, in this business, uh, if you're not paying attention to what other coaches and programs are doing, then you're missing out on a great learning opportunity.
3: Joe, our, our guest, are you stapling things, Joe? Trying to figure
0: out that uh, noise. That's probably uh, a pin that I'm – is that the noise you're hearing? Sorry, Bob. Yeah. Okay. I, I know your sense so you, to, to noise, Bob. You Sorry fidget.
3: About you fidget. You're like
0: doing it, too.
3: Yeah, but nobody can hear that. <laughs> uh, so you do have Capon coming up on the 16th at home. And I'm I'm just going by Max Preps. I'm sure you play them a second time, but it doesn't show up on the Max Preps schedule. Uh, when's that second meeting with Capen? Do you know well, off the top the, of your head?
0: That'll be the last regular season game of the year, which so the 23rd is, uh, probably. It's a uh, it'll be a Thursday, uh, the 22nd, 22nd of February. Yeah. Okay. And that will All be right. at to- the 22nd.
3: Wanted to make sure because even though I believe the league is better top to bottom, it's pretty apparent that uh, the two teams that have set themselves apart are Heights and Cape and Mount Carmel. So we look forward to those matchups. Joe, it's always a pleasure. Good luck tonight uh, at East High School. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Bob, I appreciate you guys, like always. Thanks for having me on, and I uh, hope to see you at a game soon.
3: You bet. Thanks. All right. I uh, hope to be to a game soon. I'll go to one of those heights-caping games. Think so? I do. I do believe so. All right. Well, maybe I'll go with you. Well, I, I don't know that, I, that I'd invite you. I mean, you can oh, sit with I'll me. I'll follow as we, you. Uh, yeah, well, you can come over and we'll drive together, I guess. Sounds great. I'm thinking about asking for a media pass for the Memphis-Wichita State game a week from Sunday. It's a noon tip uh, at Coke Arena. I don't know if I will or not. I don't even know where mine is. Oh, that's too bad. I didn't even get one this year. I was asked. Uh, but As was I, and I said yes. I declined, and uh, I'm not sure why. Although, they made me park too far away, Kevin Saul, if you're listening. How about that? Well, we got to a... get those high rollers into the... Uh, well, What am I, a low roller? Very much so. I don't appreciate that. Uh, All right. We're going to take a break. We've got another hour to go. Joanna Chadwick from Vibe Magazine will join us. We're going to try to get a guest for five questions. I'm going to have Jeff reach out to to somebody. We'll see if we're successful. Back in a minute.
2: Baseball
1: is back.